Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the VR1 NFT Podcast, and I'm your host, come on down. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a fun-filled show uh, coming ahead for you guys. I'm just gathering my thoughts, and I hope that you are doing the same as well. Please get your coffees ready, your chai lattes, your teas with milk, your juices, and natural fruit blends, your veggie mix, your protein shakes, and anything that gets your day going. Um, I hope that you have your cheese danishes and your English muffins and your regular muffins and your eggs benedict and your bagels and your toast and your hash browns. And once again, whatever gets you going in the morning, um, for all of you fitness junkies, you know, water is very important. Um, give me one quick second. Let's uh, fix this microphone here. Let's uh, make ourselves comfortable. I am enjoying a tall blonde roast. Um inside of a venti hot cup i have six raw sugar stirred inside with a dash of cinnamon and some half and half and i'm starting my day and we're going off the dome today we're gonna step into the psychology series and i'll share with you guys you know some of the things that i'll be encountering for today give me one quick second Mm. very good sour so it wasn't really stirred inside that's okay. That's okay. We'll give them a chance. Hmm. Temperature, I must say, is perfect. So we are gathered here in this gathering of the minds. And I'm here to showcase and share with you guys all of the things that I'm personally dealing with. So what's going on in my music career? We've been kind of quiet about what's going on in my music career. Well, let's talk about it. Yesterday, I released an EP with four records, two records for the ladies, and then two records for everybody else. Um, the last two records are very, very romantic. And um, I titled it Yellow Rose in the Rain. Um, when I'm inspired, I have a lot of these abstract art concepts and for the graphics I used an image that kind of shows a mason jar um, at least that type of glass and then you see the yellow kind of like a dandelion but um, it's been withered a little bit by the rain and you can see it elevated kind of like against a, a window pane and you can see a beautiful city Um, somewhere in Europe in the background. Very, very beautiful. When I thought about the concept, I originally wanted to have a beautiful lady in a downtown setting, kind of like the French quarters, with a yellow coat. Because the last song that I recorded, which is called Cre, um, speaks about this lady in this yellow coat. So when I was recording the record, I could I could see the lady, you know, she had like wavy curly hair 
And she was like the artsy type. And she looked very nice. Jeans, like a white turtleneck. And then like kind of like a camel style camouflage. Kind of like a sandstone yellow jacket. Walking in the rain. And in the song, I'm describing how I'm crossing the street. She's crossing the street. I'm going down the avenue. She's coming up the avenue. So she's trying not to get... um dirty because she looks really nice and it's been snowing so it's like a winter wonderland over the holidays and that's that was the whole concept so when I started looking for the artwork I kind of did myself a disservice because I have the main lead for one of the love songs that I'm going to be releasing in 2023 and I already have the main model she's going to be the lead in the video and um, this girl is drop that gorgeous, but she's drop that gorgeous in a natural way. She's augmented in the right places. What I like most about her is the fact that her wardrobe game is serious business. Her makeup game, serious business. Um, her hairstyle, I've seen her with short hair, long hair, wavy, curly hair, straight and flattened hair. And also with braids and different styles of braids. So she's like, she's a winner in all the categories, you know. And um, she has that look that I wanted for the video of somebody that has the versatility to be like the wife, the girlfriend, the mistress, the lover. Like she's going to be playing every single character. But we're using the visuals to showcase kind of like her multiple personalities or to showcase like um multiple facets of of like I guess her her personality you know and in the video I want it to be like a chase like she's chasing the main lead which would be me and then I'm chasing her but throughout the video we're like going away from each other but then life is bringing us together and when we come together, the force kind of keeps us there. And that's what the song is about. So when I'm looking for the artwork, of course, there are all these beautiful, beautiful ladies in beautiful photo shoots from all over the world. So I'm just picking from different slides. And I can't help but think about her like, oh, I can't do this to her. At the same time, I don't want to use the image of my lead model, right? Because... I'm giving the video away for free. I'm giving it away before it's time. So it just kind of put a lot into perspective. And then one thing I want to do differently in our music videos is that I don't really want to have videos where, like, you have the girls, you know, the booty girls doing the dances and the, and the freaky stuff. Like, that's cool. But I'd much rather have a beautiful woman in a beautiful dress. I think that's classier. I think that there's other ways to show a woman's beauty. And the video will be very much about her. Um, because the song is mine and it's about me. So in the visual counterpart, it's the total opposite. It's more like a showcase of this beautiful woman that depending on the mood that you're in or the type of day that you're having, she could brighten up your day. She can be the, the perfect counterbalance 
and 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 the yin to your yang you know that's kind of like the concept so another thing that i thought about in my career is i want to pick maybe a uh i don't well i don't know if i want to use the the term video vixen but that's what they use in the industry like i was thinking about picking one model that i can work with for the first year for example and um even if i did it by segments like let's say month one two and three i will use the same model and you know film as many videos and then month you know four five and six pick a different model this way i can give like three or four young ladies an opportunity to be involved in multiple projects because what i want to do is i want to combine all the music videos into a series that will become a film and um I'm already preparing myself for the future curve where you have more people from the music industry stepping into film and taking classic records and turning them into series and sitcoms and mini films and eventually feature length films. So I know that that's going to be the future. So, of course, I want to be ahead of the curve by doing so. So if I have a marketing campaign that runs a month and a half to two months and I have the same cohesion between the model or the leads and then we put those together as a completely separate project, it's worth making the incentive investment in the first place. Meaning every piece of content that I create is going to be a part of a mosaic for the future and it's about filming the first segment as if it's the last segment and so forth so that after that month and a half two months or even a three-month interval now all we need to do is sew everything together or glue everything together and now deliver that on a much different spectrum or scale because of that and the opportunities that it unlocks not only are the career opportunities for for the leads right but also for the supporting staff because this may open a door for them this also allows me to pay them more because they're more essential to the actual production and um think about like for example avatar i was asking a friend of mine and a few of my clients about the film half of the people love it half hate it after having the conversation and I decided, you know, let me wait for it to stream on Disney Plus, um, my friend mentioned to me that there's going to be other films that are going to be released, but that they're already filmed. I didn't know that. Kind of like um, if you guys remember many years ago, we would have to wait for like the, the new Lord of the Rings or the new Star Wars or the new whatever the saga was, The Hobbit, for example. So basically... I'm bringing that concept into um, the music industry because I have to already plot different ways to separate myself from the competition. The competition is not going to make the investment to make as many videos. So I'm going to make that the standard. Like for the market that I'm going to be releasing music in, 
that needs to become the norm. Because it's going to become the norm all over the world. So why us not be the leader, right? Number one. Number two, because they're not willing to put in the hard work. And because I already know that, that's to my advantage. Because in a sense, they don't have to put in the hard work. Because for them, it's an expense that they don't want to undertake. They don't understand the business concept, right? So now I'm, I'm taking it to an even higher level by making those installments into a bigger project where I'm essentially signing one of these lead models to a, a, a movie production where they're being paid in intervals and they're being paid per segment. So let's say I have a lead that does um, four videos. Those four videos could turn into two episodes of a series or maybe four episodes of a series. I'll give you an example. There's a fee that will be paid per production. And the fees can start at one price and have an intermediary price and then have a main price so that by the time that the second or third production is complete, then what will happen is the contract, the elements in the contract for the following production are already going to be at a much higher scale. I've learned part of the culture of Twitter and Instagram, at least for for my market, again, where I'm going to be releasing music, which is the Latin market. There's a lot of beautiful young ladies that have launched their career in those platforms where it's a one-stop shop. Like they have their portfolios on there, so it's a digital portfolio. They create content on a regular basis, so that's how they promote themselves. But they're also able to connect directly. You can message, you can send up, uh, you can put a um, a link in the description, like a bio, which is like a resume, and it has all the contacts, phone numbers, emails, etc. So it becomes like a building of a modeling agency, like a Ford agency. Think about it like that. You can pick the models that you want to work with. You can send them a direct message. You can negotiate, you know, online, whatever the terms are. And now you can start planning future productions. For example, we're in the last days of December 22, right? I know I'm going to be filming the videos around May, June of 23. The, the time to get ready is not March, April to film in May. The time to get ready is like January, February, and March. By April, it's like equipment. You know, by May, it's like the beginning of May is like getting the staff. And then in that process, getting all the business permits that you need to film in certain parts of the city. You know, you secure whatever deposits for whatever locations you're filming in. And then by the time the second, third week of May comes around, you're filming. There's no, you know, there's no time to go back. Oh, but we're going to change this. No, everything by, by May, all those things are ready. Because remember, this is not just one production. And it's not just, for example, one video per se. This is, you know, multiple parts 
of a series that has multiple episodes. And then I'm going to bring what I learned about writing and filmmaking. Once you have your lead personnel, like your lead actors and actresses and supporting staff, what you do is that you cut the film around them. So you actually film the outside universe of the film all throughout the process. So let's say, for example, you have your lead actors and actresses and the scene is in a restaurant, right? What we're filming in, in May and in June is all the main dialogue scenes, action scenes, all the core scenes, the, what we're selling to the public. That's what you film when you have the lead actors and actresses. Everything else around each character is filmed on the outside of the film. So the actual talent is, is already gone and off the movie set, right? And then they're on the marketing and promotional tours. They're going all over the world to talk about the film, the series, whatever it is. Because now production shifts to building that bridge, which has three stages. You're going to do all the basic filming. Then you're going to do the, the intermediary filming. And then once the main talent is no longer there, then you're going to have that third segment to add any additional scenes. And then what happens is when you put the project together, you make sure everything is streamlined, is cohesive, and it's efficient and effective, like everything works together. So now you add to the series all the beginning layers, all the core layers with all the main talent, and then you add all the additional scenes. And then in between each avenue, you fill in the gaps and spaces to make everything streamlined. So now, once you release that project or that product, it fits like a Rubik's Cube perfectly onto the next project and onto the next production and onto the next and onto the next. So that budget is going to... Um, cover all of those productions at one time. So I'll give you an example of the same concept. And this is another technology that I'm implementing. First of all, I saw a boom that is powered by artificial intelligence. If you think about a boom and you think about filming and photography and things like that, recording, right? A boom is an extension for a microphone. What this company did was it combined three concepts. You have the robotics division that uses artificial intelligence to operate this boom-like structure with robotics. You have the concept of a boom because uh, you can attach things to this robotic arm. But that's where the similarities end because the mounting pieces are for a digital camera that has a built-in mic. So now the boom has an extension for the microphone and it has an extension for the camera. So the artificial intelligence is kind of like a pet. Think about a pet. You know, when you... When you embrace your puppy or your, or your kittens, right, when they're babies, they're so attentive to you 
right? The end user, the, the, the lead, for example. So when you attach this camera system, this device, which whatever you're using, let's say you're, you're, you're filming in high definition, right? This boom is not only powered by robotics and artificial intelligence and can learn from the host, which is you, the lead, etc. It is also built in with haptic feedback, so it is sensitive to touch and can be commanded by touch and gestures. The artificial intelligence allows it to be controlled by gestures. But the most powerful feature is that it's controlled by voice. So you got artificial intelligence that's learning from the host, their style, etc., etc. It can be controlled by haptic feedback with touch. It can identify certain elements while it's in the process of being used and it's also voice activated so if you let's say if you set it on a desk right it can read a book just by you using facial expressions and gestures and pointing to the book if the unit is on a table and there's an open book it will look into the book not only can it look into the book, it can read every single sentence in every paragraph. And this is all while it's filming this. So the end product, what the consumer gets to see, is the execution of all of these voice commands or haptic feedback commands that the system is learning through artificial intelligence to create a very unique experience never before seen. Because if there's a gesture made, for example, to read the book and, and the unit starts recording and zooming into the text, when the host um, asks you know, for the attention to be returned to the host, now the unit will focus on that individual or that scene, or that sequence. So it provides not a bird's eye view. It provides like a childlike or, or pet-like view of, let's say, a learning process that a child will go through, or a puppy or a kitten, for example. So this is now the centerpiece of what I'm going to be delivering in the videos, the films, and the series. Now, to add to that, I had a concept of multiple, uh, I'm sorry, multiple functionalities. So, the same leads in filming and recording are going to also be trained in live performances. They're also going to be trained to do all of the office work all of the day-to-day -day errands. They're not only going to be in front of the cameras as a lead, they're going to be behind the cameras, behind the scenes, behind the equipment as part of the production team. Now, this is the same group of people. Everybody must move in the same direction and at the same time. So, the same way that everything is multifaceted, in order to secure efficiency and, and the fact that we could deliver the best product, 
Well, the same is true with the actual equipment. First of all, for the new iPhones, there is a, a, a crab case, which is like a military crab case, right? This case goes over the iPhone. It allows you to hold the iPhone in a landscape, like a real high-definition um, camera, for example. It has a lens that augments the, the, the actual um, point of view of, of the lens that the phone records with. It can be dropped. It can be thrown. In other words, for action sequences, it's perfect. Okay? Now what that does is, is that that turns a stationary camera into an action camera. So now you can literally record and shoot film and have all the benefits of the technology of, let's say, an iPhone let's say a Max Pro, but now you're taking it from a stationary standpoint, whether somebody holding it or you have it on, you know, mounted on a, on a stand or something into a full motion recording experience. Again, that's the second layer that we're providing to the end user. Now we add the fact that a GoPro is a million times more stronger. Like there's some GoPros that shoot like in 35 millimeter quality, like motion picture quality and something that fits in your hand. But even though it can be mounted as an action camera, when you take that camera and you mount it to a drone, that's a total different, uh, totally different experience because you can set a drone to hover and you can program a drone to do a sequence the same way that the the artificial um, intelligence boom does the same for the camera. We're just adding a different perspective from the new unit that's desktop, you know, that you can place it on something and it follows voice commands, gestures, and, and haptic feedback, right? To now having some portions being filmed in something like an iPhone to then having it inside of the crab case where it can be an action um, uh, an action camera and then having the drones with those cameras where now you have motion. And what is it going to do? It's going to be able to sequence all of those different inputs in all of those different outputs. Then you still have regular stationary lighting regular stationary um, recording for both audio and visual. So now you're providing a more immersive experience for your end user. You're, you're shooting a part of the video, but you're thinking about the series and you're thinking about the sitcom. And ultimately, you know that those three elements become a segment of the film. So you're literally taking the film and you're breaking it down into a mosaic where every element is just another piece and another core. And all of these devices can communicate with each other. They all share a similar style of memory. So when you're running it through the software for both audio and visual, and you're adding graphics, which is preferably on a, on a Macintosh, everything goes together streamlined. So the quality of that production is next level because it's incorporating all new technologies 
just by being able to look at that situation completely different. Now, this is just for the core of the core of the production. Again, you're still going to have your other um, basic um, utilities tools, like, you know, the lighting, the, the, the this, the that. All of those things are automatically going to be incorporated. So, where in current times, you will spend the most money on the main scenes and then basic money on the basic backup elemental scenes. Now, my biggest expenses, because they're, they've been lowered so much, my biggest expenses are the basic elementary segments where I'm using technology to save all of the money to do all of the core of the filming and of the, and of the recording and engineering, etc. But the efficiency is the advantage, not only for business, but for the time frame, how it's cut down um, as far as being able to release it onto the public. Because once it's digital and once it's edited, it can become everything from a YouTube video to a YouTube short to streamed on whatever DSPs to a series. In other words, because it's a mosaic, it becomes like a Lego piece that I can take away and move and, and adapt and connect to this and connect that way and connect that way. So this is something that has never been done before and not in this way. You have the added protection layer that the actual leads, the actual people in the film are the people in the background working comprehensively together. By being able to do this over and over and over and over again on our downtime, to suffice the budget, we can do this for other companies, other products, and other services while creating our own. And we're only going to get better in this process. And because it's new technology and it's a new approach, we can build an educational system, which becomes another revenue stream. So, for example, we use this technology and we apply for IBM or Coca-Cola or Nike or Adidas. Meanwhile, we can also do it at the local level for local corporations, wherever we're actually putting the content together. We can link it up to local businesses where we're already going to be spending time, money, and effort and resources to create the content. We already have a network where we can funnel all of this entertainment to directly before it's released on digital platforms, etc. So it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's all these little Lego pieces that all work together to create a Rubik's Cube, that all work together to build a pyramid of entertainment. And our advantage is that we're doing it differently. So I'm bringing together everything that I know and I love, that is my passion, that I fully dominate and understand, into my music career. It's no different than compartmentalizing my international tour. I'm financing my tour. There's no private investor that's going to say, oh, you know what, this is a good idea. Yeah, we should have you performing all over the world. 
a lot of times people agree in the belief that to scale and expand, you have to have uh, agreements with other people and other investment firms and financial institutions, etc. I don't believe in that. I'd rather do my own world tour myself at whatever the cost is versus doing a partial tour that may seem to be at a bigger scale because there's some type of investment or financial entity involved. To me, that is nothing more than the same illusion that an artist tries to sell to his or her fan base. I rather the reality, the pride of ownership of my own project. And it's the same as me approaching a venue directly to ownership and management and promoting the event myself and booking myself to the event and being in charge of everything from security to the door, the entrance, the bar, the display, the actual performance, building the stage, building the flyers, getting the dancers, getting the DJs and all that stuff. I'd rather do all of that myself. So I look at everything in the same way because the value of something should be based on what it takes to manufacture that product or service. That's it. It shouldn't be anything else. It shouldn't be inflated in any other way, especially because you went into a partnership and Corporation XYZ wants a portion of, of, of project, you know, ABC, for example. So this is kind of like the way that I view business moving forward from 2023. As far as my tour, I'm already at 2026. These are projects that are going to be launched in the next 36 months, not including the the next few days that we still have for December. But um, as you can see, this is why with the music, I have to be more careful to speak of the full specifics because you know, there's a competitor out there that's listening to this podcast that has invested interest into an artist and understands and dominates technology just like I do. And they have a creative expression outlet where they can say, well, why don't I just follow everything he just said and just put my own artist at the center of it? You know, eventually this is going to be the norm because it's all about bringing something new and different to the consumer. The real battle is one when the consumer can see something completely unique and enjoy it and experience it for that very first time. The consumer, especially now, at this very fast pace that technology, even the internet is moving at lightning speed, they're always looking for the next thing. If you notice all the major social media, like Gary Vee said, they're just pipes, right? And they don't do anything unless you funnel something through them. If you notice, they all have the same basic features. Execution is a little bit different. So WhatsApp, it's a little bit different from Twitter. Twitter is a little bit different from Snapchat. Snapchat is a little bit different from Instagram, etc. But they all do the same. You create a profile. You're able to showcase 
you know, whatever you post on, on that profile. You're able to connect with people and community, people, places, and things. And um, it's about remaining at the top of that feed. Because in a sense, it's like a roller coaster. Every time you post something, the roller coaster is to the top. And then natural gravity pulls you back down. So every time you go into these worlds of these digital platforms, you're basically looking at this um, roller coaster go up and down. And because it's part of entertainment, even though it's personalized, because it's part of entertainment, most people, when they don't want conventional entertainment, this is where they go for entertainment. So what it does is it builds community and it provides the ability to, to turn it into a business opportunity, right? Because we're all salesmen. We're all digital marketers. We all have products and services. So um, this is kind of how it works. So I've been very busy with building these concepts and then formatting them to where I can explain it to you guys and my business partners and my peers. Because again, even with the leads in, in these productions, the reason why they're able to make so much money is because they're doing the the input job of five or six other staff members. They're in charge of not just the wardrobe, but their hair and makeup. They're not only in charge of being in the actual uh, production in front of the camera. They're actually in charge of being in the production behind the scenes and behind the cameras. They may be able to film a segment, but also will have a laptop, a portable laptop with, with the internet where they'll be editing on site. There's no such thing as we're going to go film a reel and then we're going to go and all sit down in our beautiful laboratory studio and, and splice the film and cut this and edit this and that out. No, that stuff needs to be ready to go to the hard drive when we leave the, the set. This is what's going to give us the advantage to release to market faster because we have so much music. Remember, sometimes I feel bad as an artist that I get to talk about the music last because unlike most companies, my catalog is ridiculously huge. So we're going to be doing this every day for the next three years and every day releasing new products. So at the end of the day, you might have five, six projects that are turned in that come out within 10 days. But by the time those 10 days is up, and each day we're releasing six new projects, now in another 10 days, which would be 20 from the moment that you started, now you have 60 pieces of, of production being released. And then it just continues to build. Because when you leverage to a liquidation firm, or even a venture capitalist uh, firm, they're buying the whole catalog. They're buying the whole production. And at every moment, every interval where you release something into the market, there are numbers attached to that production. So the value is almost always going to go up. So all of these things fall into the responsibility of yours truly. Because I am the mastermind. I am the artist. I am the investor. Um, I actually wrote an article. It's my second article. 
of my new magazine. It's called Future Tech Plus with the plus sign. Um, I haven't done a full copyright check to make sure that nobody has anything similar and that I don't have to change the name. But what I'm sharing with you guys is that I actually wrote my second article. I had a choice to release the magazine, you know, once a month, every two weeks, every week. And I said, no, we're going to do a daily article, you know. So what's the automatic goal for right now? 500 articles. After I do the podcast, which yesterday, if you guys noticed, I didn't do a podcast. And I apologize for that. Um, I, I've done a better job to manage my time to be able to do the podcast in the morning. And then I know I'll be in my office writing the article while I'm, I'm, I'm educating myself on the digital marketing. And I'm connecting to all the social medias by creating other content on other platforms. So the same way, again, everything is layers, right? I want you guys to think about the mosaic. I want you to think about like Lego pieces, right? The same way that I'm doing all of these things, every single person in my company and in my staff has to do this. Um, two quick concepts. First of all, content creation marketing. I didn't know there was a term for it, but I first heard it yesterday. I, well, I didn't hear it yesterday, but you know, I did, I did a class on it yesterday and it reminded me, right? This is based on the shift of corporate America spending $800 billion a year on marketing, promotion, and advertising for all the Fortune 500 companies. The shift is going to go from that to companies like VaynerMedia creating content in order to market and promote. So now for the smaller businesses, as I'm building these networks, this is my suggestion to these business owners. As a matter of fact, I have a business meeting today in about two hours where it's inevitable. I already know I have the burden of speaking about this. So I'm going to do a whole keynote speech on it. So... The same applies to my projects now. I am very comfortable with taking my budget for digital marketing and saying, no, we're only going to spend 5 to 10% of that budget into those traditional marketing strategies. We're going to spend 85 to 90% of our budget to create natural organic content, which in a sense is kind of like an infomercial without being pushy for the salesmanship part. Um, where we're just going to talk about whatever we got going on that adds to our overall um, products and services. That's going to be the new strategy. So if I can do it as the artist, the investor, and everything else, everybody else in the company can also do the same. So the reason why I mention that is because this is going to be the language of business in the future. We understand that today, so we need to incorporate that and capitalize on that for today. And um, you want to think to yourself, what percentage of that $800 billion is going to trickle down into content creation marketing? Will it be 10%? Will it be 20%? We don't know. I used the example of 2025 from my time frame of 2026, which is 36 months. For example, with NFTs, because they're predicting that the market will be around $80 billion. So now I ask myself, quantum growth, can I take 20% of that market? Can I take 40% of that market? 
40 to 45% is my goal. Okay, let's divide that by 3.9. Let's say I'm able to reach, you know, $12 billion worth of business in 2026. That's not a bad investment. Even if I capture 10% of that, it's still $1.6 billion. We're, we're not even discussing how the subscription um, fees and, and payouts are changing, how now you can share a red, a, a, a revenue for, for ad, uh, I'm sorry, ad revenue. You, you can share it with the content creators on YouTube. All of these things are coming into play now. Also, how you get um, special royalties from DSPs like Hulu and Netflix for the subscribers that you're able to bring to the platform. They build on a 12 to 16x multiple variable. So if you have 2 million subscribers that subscribe to Hulu or Netflix because of your series or whatever, then you're, you're open to receive 10x to 12x to 14 to 16x. That subscriber count. So now you go into the demographics of the world and the benefits that you get from creating content that is so ill, like it's so complex in the way that it's edited that you can just eliminate the sound and now translate it in a hundred different languages. So think about the potential of me filming a series and being able to release it in German, Italian, French, this, Japanese, Chinese, Korean. Like, just think about it. Those are untapped markets. But because of this new technology, I'm able to kind of put all of that together. So... This is the future. And again, we understand it today. We can identify it. We can dissect it. We can stress test it. We want the best ideas to win. So why not pay somebody the highest amount of profit margin and basic salary that I could pay them? I'll give you an example of some famous entrepreneurs that say, you know, people in your company, you know, love to work for you for three to five years. People in my company stay with me for 10 to 15, 20 years because I give a fuck about them. So what if while you're doing all this post-production, you can already see the percentage of royalties that you're going to be paid out, maybe through an NFT, for all of the creative input. So now all these professionals, they get to build their own portfolios. They get to start their own companies based on what we're teaching them. So now our network is that much more stronger and that much more powerful because we were able to be humble and look into the future. We were able to understand that tomorrow is today and less is more. Beautiful Lotus Sivara. Black on Blizzard. So, at the end of the day, these are the key concepts that we are bringing together in order to achieve this higher level of success. Because we're not fighting against the system. It's not up, up to us to decide where our consumers are or what their shopping habits will be, et cetera, et cetera. It, we're not here to judge that. We're here to embrace what is already available. 
And as new features develop and come along, we're here to embrace that. So I'm so excited that I was able to, in a very basic way, connect with you guys and share with you guys what I'm trying to do. Because at times it does feel like I'm speaking Japanese to a Chinese person. It looks the same, sounds the same, but it's not. So, again, even for my live performances, my dancers, right, my backup dancers, I'm teaching them how to become artists. I'm teaching them the business. So that in their downtime, when they're not part of my production, they can have their own careers. And the fact that I'm already supporting their own private careers and their own private businesses, and this is all part of my own network, which they also have part ownership in, it's the same as me creating an NFT on Polygon and buying part of the network. All of my NFTs are programmed to buy a portion of the network. And when I market and promote it to other artists internationally, that's what I'm saying. This technology is for us. This is going to be the network for artists and creative types. And it may not be the only one, but it will be the first one. And you should be involved somehow, some way. Because the conventional, traditional way of doing business no longer exists. And again, I'm already seeing how the universe is lining everything up for my business meeting today because this is what we're going to be talking about. This is the taboo that most people are afraid to explore, but this is the future and it's already here. It is to my advantage that people don't embrace this technology, that the competition, you know, I basically leave them in the dust trying to figure out how did this guy go from zero to billions? Because that's the projection here. We're working on a billion-dollar company here. Multi-billions of dollars. This is not something that can be quantified as it was before. Think about of a record label signing an artist. They give you this advance and they buy your publishing, your copyrights, and all these other mechanical royalties, right? What kind of leverage would an artist have if they approach a label or get approached by a label? And in their portfolio, in their repertoire, they say, look what I've done. You see this technology that's costing you to lose 20, 30% of your yearly sales? Well, you're going to have to cash me out at 16, 18x. Because if not, in three years, I'm going to take 60% of your business. And in five years, you're not going to exist. What kind of leverage is that? What kind of power does that basically put back in the creative's uh, hands again. If I connect with local businesses and national, regional businesses, and I'm creating these networks, and everybody around me is doing the same, we are now not only connecting with the consumer, we're hyper-connecting with the, with the consumer. We are attached on a different level. The only thing that could be deeper is to connect in the metaverse which we already have the technology to do so. And how is the industry or industries of entertainment, how are they going to be 25 years from now? There will be no such other thing. It's kind of like when television went from black and white to color. That's it. They're, they're, you, know, you have every color 
in the known universe in any digital platform, whether it's your TV or your iPhone or your tablet, etc. If you view something in black and white, it's by choice. It's because you altered the settings and that's what you wanted to be delivered to yourself as an experience. But the standard is already there. It's like filming a movie in anything less than high definition. There's already a standard that people have embraced. And the market is always looking for the next bigger, better thing. Remember, I'm a musician. I'm an artist. I'm not here to talk to you today about NFTs or technology or this, that, and the third. I'm speaking about one layer of my career as an artist because I have this huge catalog. And all you have is the audio visuals. When I mean audio visuals, I don't mean a combination of audio and visual. I mean my audio is a lyrical textbook explanation of visuals that you can only consume with audio. Now we're adding the layer of artistic visuals, which are visual visuals, so powerful that they counterbalance everything you hear in the audio. Now, I'm using this technology, I'm embracing this technology, using the power of this technology in order to connect with the future consumer to deliver that experience where a song can become an NFT, just like an EP, a single, or an album, and the music video can become also an NFT and part of a collection. And both together are part of a series, and all of them together are part of a short film, and then multiple productions like that become a full-length feature film, which is a whole nother product that can be released on the blockchain. That can be um, stationary on the network. That can also be an NFT, where I could build my own digital movie theater or my digital performance stage in the metaverse. And to get in, you need the NFT. And when that technology catches up with the Oculus, you know, to the day-to-day consumer, because you can get it, it's just expensive. Now we are only going to continue to add layers. Yes, we're talking about technology loosely as it's applied to my career. But think about the advantages that I have over every artist and every record label to date. And guess what? I'm sharing this with the world. You know why? Because I'm empowering this change. This revolution will not be televised. It's on the blockchain. The real world is the digital world. The physical world, this is the fake world. Most people live on the digital realm. The metaverse is only going to add to that experience. But it is the reality just because of the way that time is formatted. While I'm recording a podcast, I'm working on other things. While I'm listening to a podcast, I'm working on other things. When I get to my office today, before and after my business meeting... I'm going to be doing the same thing, which is creation. But that's all the time we got. Love you guys.